Good morning and welcome to the podcast today with Victoria and Alice. <laughs> I forget that you do that. Got to be the, the brand new thing. I quite like it. It's quite fun. Um, so, how are you, Alice? Alice got a bit of a cough today, so she's... I am ill. She's, she's a bit ill. She's wrapped up, bless her. Um, so she said if she coughs, she apologises in yeah. advance. So Sorry, you might want to turn the volume it, down so. just in case. <laughs> yeah, you won't catch it, it, I don't think. Victoria might, because you're a bit close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very true. Well, let's <laughs> hope not, hey. Um, so today we wanted to talk about um, an interesting topic um, yes. that many people... Um, experience um, and that's the sort of more written communication from deaf people to hearing people and hearing people to deaf people um, I think we were talking the other day about um, that well I mean we we serve yeah. a lot of deaf students don't we yeah. um, and um, and some of the information we get from them is very blunt and very direct and for yeah. us that's not an issue because we know that that there's it's not rude or it's not no, no, no. you know it's none of those things but it's I think for other people that might be a bit You'd be taken but, aback. Yeah, you'd definitely. be taken aback. Um, so I thought we thought we'd spend a bit of time just exploring that, really. Um, so why is it like that? I think part of the part of the reason is that in terms of language and and, and the words that you use in BSL, you don't use kind of I don't know what to call them like filler words. So, words. so like how we say and too, they don't have those words in BSL, so they they might not write it. Which is why they might seem a bit blunter because it's just it's not fluffed up with the extra words that we use. So it's in, almost in like fact, 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 yeah, fact. Yeah, as yeah. A, and so you're missing all the all the joining bits. Yeah, yeah. And it's just full of facts, which it, makes it feel like that. It's very much. Oh, like when you're learning basic BSL grammar and you're learning like topic, comment, that kind of thing. It's just very tea. Do you want? Yes. It's it's not. Would you like a cup of tea? Yes. Like, there's none of this airiness. Yeah, because yeah. That's just not how you sign it. So why would you write it like that? So I think it's linked to how BSL grammar works and how that just translates into written English, I guess. And maybe maybe a little bit about what you you just alluded <coughs> to in terms of cu- culturally how we as British people oh yeah talk about things We're and so how very we because we are very polite and we say <laughs> would you would you would you would you care for a cup of tea? <laughs> we we do use we do use language in a way that it is maybe I mean I, I guess in some cultures probably would argue that we overuse language unnecessarily Um, and even in that sentence it sounded like I was overusing language unnecessarily Um, but I think we do and I wonder whether it's always interested me wondering whether deaf people in other countries that have more direct communication verbally like in Germany German is a very direct language um, and culturally German people are very direct people Um, and similarly in Australia and I wonder whether um you whether you get that as much like the difference as you get here yeah, where yeah. where because I know I've worked with hearing people before that have had an email from a deaf person and gone they're so rude and I'm like no actually I don't think they no, are no, no. I'm not defending anyone but I don't think they are being rude if I can just produce that into BSL for you yeah and voice it over and then you can sit and then they go oh okay so it's just the sort of the, the stepping back and understanding why it looks like that um but I do wonder whether if in other countries where communication is more direct whether that is not even noticed or noticed less because it's if it's a cultural norm then it would it it, it, it may not even exactly. get recognized as something different whereas so, culturally it is not a norm for you to be so for people to be so direct it's people don't like people being direct do they no no we like to avoid Tread carefully things, don't we? <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah what well, is it about us that makes us avoid things it's interesting isn't it who knows I'm going to avoid answering that question. Yeah, um, I would. I would. You are British. You don't want to... No. <laughs> well, what you're saying about the, the whole would you like a cup of tea, I think going back to what I was saying about how it translates 
in BSL, you would sign T and sh- and show that it was a question with like your facial expressions. Yeah, it's one sign translated into would you like uh, into this whole flurry of words. So yeah. it, it it is just that kind of it's just succinct. It's concise. It's they don't mess around with extra things. It's it, it is interesting to see, yeah. and I don't know whether that's because sign language is much more visual or or, or, or what really. It's it's. It's really interesting, but you do get a lot of people going, "Oh, oh, that's quite, it's quite blunt." And it's, it's. I think it it leads into it leads into deaf people's behaviour as well, doesn't it, to a certain extent? Because the, the way that deaf people behave, oh yeah, or have an understanding of how the world behaves is different from hearing people. And I think that is because of the way that deaf people communicate, with with it being a visual way of communicating. Mm-hmm. I wonder whether it's just it. And I, and I think if you if you're using a language that's more succinct. That's what your maybe your expectation is of the world that things happen in a succinct yeah. manner, but actually they don't, do they? No. <laughs> like it, you know. I think about queuing, for example, and I think about. Um, <laughs> I was saying, wasn't I? Yeah, when I was yeah. in Disney, <laughs> Alice is laughing because I was. To, we, I went to Disneyland Paris with the kids last week for half term, um, and um, it was fascinating. Um, we we're, were in France. <laughs> And I don't know, I, I, I guess I've never, I mean, I've been to France numbers of times, but I guess I've never excessively queued in France for anything, really, no. because I've never been to areas that you queue for stuff, really. No. And the queuing, there were people pushing, it, we were queuing, doing the whole British, we are queuing, we are standing in the line, <laughs> we will not push in, we will wait our turn. And then having families of people pushing past us. Um, and I was like, what's going on? I'm really confused. I'm in the queue, like a proper queue. Um <laughs> But culturally, and then I saw this happening because I, I, when I notice something like that, I end up then looking for it. I, yeah, I go, yeah, "What's yeah. happening with that?" And what's happening? It's just yeah. the way that I am. And I'm thinking, well, what if so French people pushing in? And I'm thinking, well, what if, what if it's a French person in the line and then a French person pushing in? Is that a problem or is that okay? Because you wonder if culturally, culturally that's just okay. And that was perfectly okay, like no issues at all. So I was the really awkward English woman going, uh, we are queuing? Because <laughs> like, um, I thought, no, no. Excuse me. <laughs> I have Please two don't. small children and they are patiently waiting and I'm not going to, because the kids yeah. notice. The kids yeah. are like, oh, what, what? And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> it's really interesting. But then culturally that's acceptable. And I think if things, if things are culturally acceptable yeah. within a community of people, it's for deaf people being blunt, like saying, yeah. oh, don't like your hair, have you just had it cut? And all of that sort of stuff that you're, I've all of us have had experience yeah. of, um, which is sort of okay with me, because I'm like, okay, don't like it, that's fine. I Like, I don't... Okay. I, I'm not it's particularly... Not no, exactly. And I'm not particularly worried about stuff like that, really. No. But I think as a culture, we are, aren't we? We oh, are we're more... we're very sensitive. Yeah. Aren't we? To yeah. other people's opinions of us. I think we don't... We, we It's much better to say nothing about everything. And we do it so well. Yeah, we, we do do we it so well. We are very good at saying, like... Like with the people pushing in, yes, probably wouldn't have said much to them. Well, we were discussing this yesterday, and you yeah, were saying that you wouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have said anything because apparently Alice can get like the wrong food and everything, and she won't even nope. not even. And I wouldn't even use the word complain. She won't even mention it. She'll yes. just sit there quietly. <laughs> I'll sit there and quietly eat, and consume what, what she's I'm, been given. <laughs> yeah, I, I am unfortunately that person, but yeah, just I, I think you're right. It is to do with hearing culture as well, like, like you say with the French people. If they're if French the <laughs> if French people are more direct, then it just seems natural for them to go directly to the front of the queue. Yeah, yeah. But to a, to the English hearing culture, it's just not the norm. And I think, I think as a culture, we're very weird about our rules. Yeah. Our kind of undiscussed. Oh, I think rules. you're right. Like Absolutely. things like queuing. Yes. 
we are we get very angry when people don't queue. I like, but I we wouldn't say anything no, about no, it. No, no, yeah. I catch myself getting angry about the weirdest things. And I think it's a cultural thing. Like people not using their indicators really, oh yeah, really I've, frustrates I've, I've me. I've got that one. And you actually, that's annoying because I like to complain, not all the time, <laughs> but if there's an issue, and clearly I can't get out of my car and complain to the person oh, who's driving off. Likes. It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah. But you just yeah. I think but you're as right. a culture, we also don't really complain that. Well, we it's weird because we do, but we don't. We complain about petty things like the weather. But in terms of actual complaints, we go, oh, no, it doesn't matter. Do but like me and the food, I just I won't complain ever. But do you think that like the rise of things like Twitter and stuff has enabled people to complain easily? Oh, definitely. Because like you see people being pretty rude to companies on pla- on places mm. like Twitter, and you think. Is that really necessary? Like, there's there's an issue and you want to make a complaint about it. That's one thing. That's fine. If you've had an issue and you want to talk about it. But the way that people... And I don't know if it's this whole condensed communication thing, again, if you link it back to deaf people, because Twitter, you have, like... 140 characters. Yeah. So you can't... You've got to get to your point quickly, haven't you? So yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's... You know, but then, but then maybe us becoming ruder as a nation, which I think we are, by the way. I think we're becoming. I I do think oh, we're becoming yeah. less patient because we don't talk to people anymore. We don't do talk we? to people anymore, Ever. and and therefore people annoy us. We get we get frustrated <laughs> at having to deal with people now. We yeah. do. Um, we do. But then I wonder whether deaf people will fit in more to that because if people make the assumption that deaf people are being direct, um, and that and that being perceived as being rude, if if our culture is turning into this fast paced. We ask what we want for quickly, yeah. Which it is in, yeah, in certain yeah. oh, aspects yeah. of customer service and those busy things. All the time. I, I wonder whether, interestingly enough, that might benefit deaf people in the sense that they won't, it, the way that they communicate won't stand out much because yeah. it will be similar to the way that other people are starting to communicate. So I wonder whether it's it's also linked to the fact that sometimes it is difficult. <laughs> Nice clock. <laughs> I, have to, I have to ignore the cuckoo clock. We are we are in um, my living room today doing the <laughs> podcast, so um, you have to put up with the cuckoo clock. <laughs> That's actually from Germany, from from bought from Germany, from Ash's grandparents in the like fifties or something, and then took over to Australia. Um, But they were travelling from Australia in the times that no one flew from Australia because it cost an absolute fortune. Um, But I know I'm completely derailing, but it's it's an interesting story. But Ash's granddad um, actually created a soft drinks company that then got bought by Schweppes. Um, oh my god <laughs> really really amazing um so he so they had the money to go and do all this worldwide travel and they they were traveling in their 80s they were traveling to places like nepal and oh it's god. just like wow amazing so yeah so the cuckoo so <laughs> the cuckoo clock is ash's sort of like treasured possession because it reminds him of sort of that wonderlust cool. of wanting to go and travel and all of those things so anyway we I digress, but it was a. It was. I think it was a good that, digression. That was. I, I hear it story. every half an hour. And I, I <laughs> You're know, like, oh, like, oh, half an hour's gone. <laughs> now I know it means a lot. Um, no, I just. I don't know whether the kind of bluntness could also be linked to the fact that communication between deaf people and hearing people can be challenging anyway. So rather than mess yeah, around true. trying to get your point across, you just say very clearly, "Want this? Do that." Kind of thing, just to get the point That's across. True. Because you, you know how difficult it can be if, if there's a hearing person that's never met a deaf yeah, person, yeah. you've got a deaf person that maybe isn't verbal or only communicates through sign, how do you get the point across? Just get to the main focus of Absolutely. what you're get, trying to get across. So I don't Absolutely. know whether it could be linked to that as well. Yeah. Kind of just get the yeah, main message yeah, to true. that person. Yeah, because I, I think about when I communicate with deaf friends and they're not overly blunt, blunt. About some things they are, and it depends on who you're talking to, yeah. but that's per- that's a personality trait, it's not a deaf thing. Um, 
But in the same token, I think you're right. I think deaf people maybe are more like that when they're buying services or booking trains or because actually they need to get... Yeah. They need it. If you flaff around with all the words, there's more room for miscommunication, isn't there? I think that happens across spoken languages. Of course, like if you went to Greece and didn't know a word word of Greek, you'd be like, excuse me, can you tell me where the restaurant is? You'd just say, (laughs) food, where is it? Yeah, yeah. Because it's the key message. You want to know what it is and where it is. And I think it happens across... All languages where you just really, don't That's know. really interesting, yeah. Yeah. So insightful. Well, today. check your, you are insightful today. <laughs> with a, Alice with a cold, very insightful. <laughs> it's true though, I think I think you're absolutely right. But I think maybe that comes maybe that that sort of um clashes in the sense that deaf people are living in the UK. Yeah. So I think when you when you go abroad and that's how your communication is, or if someone comes here and they're and you know, yeah. they're doing those sorts of things, it's sort of um, not accepted, but it's sort of understood because people go, oh, okay, they don't use the language. But I think the misunderstanding happens in the UK because deaf people are British. Yeah. People assume that British sign yes. language is just a reflection of English. When yes. It's, it's not. Yeah. And I told someone that the other day and they were like, oh, oh. I was like, yeah, it's just it's just different. I said, because it's the way that the language is formed, the ne- the needs for the, 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 the means that the language needs to communicate through. You just don't need all of that English around it. It just no. is literally... You don't need yeah. any more than that because no. you're, you're you're explaining so clearly visually what you're what you're talking about that you don't need all this added stuff. You just don't no. need it. No. And people, I think, I think that's it. I think it's because deaf people live in the UK, and there is the assumption that people deaf people are just going to be able to use English the same, yeah. and they're just deaf. So the only the only difference is they can't hear. So I yeah. think that's that's deemed as the only thing that people go. Oh, okay. They're deaf, they can't hear, but that that's it. They that's the only difference. That their, they... their English skills should be exactly the same as as anyone who's hearing. And obviously, deaf people are capable of learning English to the same level. That's that, yeah. Of course, they are. But for some people, they just if you're if you're learning BSL, that's your first language. English is your second yeah. language. You're not going to get it perfect. And unless you learn English, to be fair, and and we we learn English at school, but don't yeah. forget we're hearing, so we hear all of the language that's around us. So as you grow up as children, you and I, I know this with my two. They they repeat what we say. Like some of the things that Jessie comes out with is hilarious. It's like. Uh, well, she said. She said the other. She said, "Well, I, I'm certainly going to do that." She said to me at dinner <laughs> yesterday, and I was like, "That is hilarious." Ash is like smiling at me, and it is the whole. She, I say certainly a lot, and yeah. I write it a lot. And I noticed it the other day where I tried to put certainly in one email twice. I was like, "Oh my god, I wrote this a lot." Um, and having my daughter repeat it, she's <laughs> she's listening to all of that English language going yeah. on, and she's listening to it and repeating it. Yeah. Um, and deaf people can't do that because they're not accessing the sound no. around them. So the, the, the access to English as a spoken language um, and as a written language in that sense is difficult because you're not, you're not, we, we're constantly learning because we're even like I'm still learning now. I still deem, I don't, I, I, I don't think I've ever deemed myself to think I know everything or I know enough. I'm co- even no. if I sit on the train and I listen to a conversation because I do, I, I'm, I'm a, I, I think you already know, I'm an overhearer. I'm obsessed with listening. But would you contribute? Would you, would you join? No, 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 I wouldn't contribute. No. When I was younger, Andrews. yes, but when I was old, but as I'm older, no. <laughs> but I think it, but actually it's not because I'm nosy, although I think I'm a bit nosy. I think I'm just <laughs> interested in the world around me. Yeah. So I, I listen to stuff and I, and I, if I hear something I'm interested in, I can't not listen because it fascinates me. And I listen and go, oh, that's really interesting. Um, but that gives me an understanding of wide, if I choose to listen to those conversations, wide varieties of yeah. topics and communication. Language, yeah. And you can't, as a deaf person, you don't have access to that. No. So that, that means you're limited in terms of 
the English you can understand when when you're having a verbal conversation, but also when a deaf person's putting an email together or a piece of written information, you've not got that sort of superfluous language that you're you're getting from everywhere. You've not got that sort of no. whole big growing thing like dictionary yeah. that you can just you know with different synonyms and different options and different grammatical styles and different you know you're not getting that to put into but then I so I think I think that's part of the problem isn't it yeah and then they then a deaf person will get an email from a hearing person and be like oh, I don't really get what the point like this yeah I don't get what they're asking because it's all very fluffy yeah, isn't it it is very fluffy and I think this is an issue not only for general communication I think it's an issue for um businesses and organizations that provide information to deaf people so we like to make it contracts sound as, as, as oh wow yes we do possible. and it's like you know plain english needs there's, to reign yeah, really in this there's example there's nothing wrong with plain english no because you anything, can still say because yeah because you, you, anyone can clearly understand it but it's when you like you know i get stuff sometimes that i read and i go okay I think I know what they want, but I'm not entirely sure enough to read it again and read yeah. it again just to double check. And it'll be it'll be from places like councils, it'll be from banks, it'll be from those sort those sorts of places that are just trying to make like insurers. When I get my car insurance and you have to send the no claims thingy back and all uh-huh. of that stuff, I always seriously I always have to read. I've been running a business for ten years now. I have to seriously read this letter three times to go just to check. Do I have to do that or not? <laughs> and if if they just simply said. Please do this. Bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. You'd know. I will send you this. Done. I mean, I don't understand. I've never really understood why there's a need to write all this stuff down in in a weird order that you go, I've no idea. It's just all stuff. There's some actions in there and there's some (laughs) things you're going to do and I'm really confused. And I actually just want really clear detail about what your expectations are of me and what you're going to do. Because then it's simple. Yeah. And I don't don't get why... I don't the world has to operate and I think it then leads into sort of benefits and government stuff too I mean that's just impossible Um, that's I mean I I applied for DLA before because I had with my arthritis when it got really really bad I could barely do anything I got Uh seriously I couldn't even dress myself in the morning it got pretty bad Um, now it's under control with medication and stuff but at that time I applied for DLA and I had to fill in the forms and stuff and it was awful and you just think, you just think god this these processes are completely not accessible for deaf people at all so it's, it leads, I think you've got the whole, why do, how, why deaf people communicate the way that they communicate, but then also that has a that has a knock-on effect yeah. with the communication they're giving out, but also the communication they're receiving in, whether that be verbal yeah, or written, yeah. I think is problematic. Um, so I think everyone should be looking at the Plain English campaign. Yeah. And looking at how they can make how they can make things really really clear, and that would help me as well. And I'd be delighted yeah, if me. people done that. It's true though, isn't it? Yeah. Like you get stuff and you go, not really sure what I'm wanting. Yeah, what I'm to do. like similar to, to your DNA, I, I've done research on like access to work and stuff and trying to figure out what you need to be qualified for it. And it gives all this wonderful yeah. information about what you need. And it's like brilliant. And it says, but if you have any of these things, you're not eligible. And I just think, why don't you start with that? Yeah. Why don't you start by saying, do you have any of these things? Yes. And then tell you what the, the changes are for those things. Yeah. Or no, fab, here's the information. Like yeah. start with... Start with that rather than give all the information and go, but you might not, you might not. So you've, re- you've read it all and accessed it all, maybe, if you've understood it. And then you get to the bottom and go, oh, actually, I can't do it anyway. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind, I've just wasted an hour of my life trying to understand this. But I think that's, that's the point. And I do, I do wonder with things like that, whether it's to weed out, weed out people sometimes. And I don't mean in terms of benefits only. I mean in terms of making sure that 
you know, for banks and things and for mortgages and for credit and all of that stuff. I think it's to make sure that people absolutely know what they're doing. But then on the other yeah. hand of that, I think the massive risk is people signing up for stuff they have no they have idea no that idea. they're signing up for. Yeah. Which is a massive risk. And I, so I think it's sort of almost, I think the intention is counterintuitive because I think the intention is to protect, to make sure that, you know, the person's making that sensible decision. But if they don't understand or access or can access the information, yeah. then they're not, are they? No. <laughs> it's an interesting one. So I would, so should we, should we end with some top, Top tips. Yes. Use plain English. Use plain English. That is, that's the number one top that's tip. That's the number one top tip. And you can, you, if you Google plain English campaign, they have a really cool website and they talk about the options for how you do this. Um, it's not a paid service. It's, it's, they've got lots of free information that you can look at and then tailor make your information based on what their suggestions and recommendations are. And I've seen businesses that have done this. I think SSE actually, Southern Electric, um, have done have used plain English through all of their documents, and I tell you good. what, it's you read them and you go, yep, yeah, you've definitely it's it's accessible, it's yeah. easy to understand, and it and it was I thought that was really interesting because I was dying to find a company that had done it so that I could see what the impact of yeah. that would be on the stuff that I always have looked at and gone, it's just yeah, not really yeah. clear, and it really has made a massive impact I think in terms of what they're producing, so I'd definitely do that. Um, I think if you're a hearing person and you get some kind of email or written communication you think, oh, that's a bit blunt, take a moment to look at what the message is and yep. say, well, how would I say it? So if someone... Oh, God, I'm trying to think of a, an example. But if there's a blunt message... Like, again, like we were saying about tea, I'll just take that. If someone just says tea, question mark, and to you, oh, it's a bit blunt, think about... Take a step back, look at it and go, okay, so this is the message. How would I say it? Because yeah. that's what they're trying to say. It's just in a more succinct way i think it's the assumption that we jump on the fact that yeah. oh how rude like i think as british people we, <laughs> we do love, love to complain and we love rude. to we love to label people as being rude <laughs> we or do. we do because we like gossiping i think that's another yeah. british culture thing we love and then we go and go, oh that was a really rude yeah, person. yeah yeah absolutely we don't talk about all the good stuff we like talking about the bad stuff and i think we culturally l- that's just that's it. just what we do we love it so i think we i think we automatically are waiting to jump on someone for doing something wrong aren't maybe we? that's why all of our soap operas are so successful because they just we love feeding off the misery i think so i think i think we absolutely but these are the most watched programs i think we i think we love we love all of that and if you think about like programs like britain's got talent and x factor we love all the awful acts don't we more than we like the really good ones almost i don't watch them because i I just i I love it i can't my my saturday night this is another thing that really bugs me is how they put people who are clearly not very good through and they do it just for entertainment and I just I don't like the idea of people being put through to be laughed at and I just but, I but, can't get but these people you're, you're, you're talking I about know, people they, like they, Jedward I mean <laughs> let's be fair they they don't care if anyone's <laughs> laughing at them and the I, two guys did you see the other two guys that were on X Factor I think the ones that argued over chicken yes the ones that argued over chicken because they tried to poison him with chicken it's Alice this is serious stuff this is <laughs> No, it's not. I'm joking. And Honey G is all everyone can talk about on the radio. I don't think she's real, by the way. Do you think... Like, like I think she's a real person. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't think she's a robot a or anything. Yeah. Oh, well, how cool would that be if she was that a hologram? Would, I don't think she's cool. a hologram. People are saying she's an actress. People she, are saying she's racist. And she, she's appropriating black culture. Oh, dear. And oh. I just... That was very mean, British. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. I don't think she cares, by the way, about that. No, and I just... She runs a recruitment agency. 
Because I was, I was I like, I'm going to Google her and that. see what she runs a recruitment agency. You should, you have to Google her. Actually, I will Google her okay. and show you a photo after this podcast. Um, very educational near the ending of our podcast. Oh yeah, our two top tips. <laughs> two top tips. Google Honey G. Um, no, she does. She looks really normal. Um, if you find a photo of her online. I know, fascinating, hey, fascinating stuff. So, so plain English, plain English. Don't jump to conclusions. Yeah. R- r- sit back from it and read it as it's meant to be, as it's yeah. written, as opposed to thinking how rude. Um, <laughs> just wanted to make Alice giggle at the end of the podcast. Um, and tip number three, um, I would say just approach everything with an open mind. Generally, yeah. in life, would probably be helpful because so I think we should be less judgmental of honey <laughs> Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because um, I think we do we do automatically judge what's yeah. what we do as people, yeah, culturally, whoever, wherever we're from, you know, whatever background we have, we do we do make judgments. I think straight um, away, straight away, immediately. And I think maybe it's just, especially if you're in a service based environment. I think if you if you're serving customers, it is that standing back from it yeah. and going. Okay, there might be a reason that person might have had a really bad day, or so. Yeah. I, th- I think it's a it's it's even a bit more than that in terms of society can make positive yeah. changes in terms of not being so rude because it's hard, isn't it, to find really good customer service? Yeah, it is. It's really hard, really and that it should be that hard to find it. Yeah, really. No, I, I think you're right about because I I think we're allowed to judge. It happens. You can't stop yourself from judging. Mm. So go ahead and judge away, but then allow your judgments to be changed. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's what you're saying about an open mind. Let those judgments be And don't respond to it immediately. Like don't, if you're making a judgment, okay, if you're going to make a judgment anyway, make a judgment, but don't, don't, don't visually or, or verbally act on it and visually act on it. I mean, by pulling faces and stuff, because I think for deaf people, especially, your BSL is so much formed of yeah. facial expression that actually deaf people are going to read that far more. If someone's oh, irritated, yeah. if someone's serving you and they're irritated, a deaf person will pick up on that far quicker than a hearing person. Yeah. If it's not, if you're undete- undetectable yeah. in the voice, if it's in the, on the face, if it's on the face, <laughs> then it'll be... Then it'll be. I'm. I'm a bit like that though. If I'm. If I'm angry about something or upset about something, you. My face will. I can't hide how I feel about something. It's awful. It's so annoying. I've been. I've spent too much time with deaf people, and I literally cannot stop my face from showing how I feel. <laughs> and we were talking about it yesterday actually at the dinner table because Henry can't. Henry can't fib to us without us knowing he's fibbing, and my brother can't either. My brother. My brother's lip wobbles when he fibs. <laughs> like seriously. Henry just has this like he. His eyes go. <laughs> And I'm like, you're fibbing. And he's like, I'm not. I'm like, you are. He's like, how do you know? I, like, I, I think when know. I was younger, I used to do a tone of voice. Which <laughs> so they'd be like, I've done this. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they'd be like, fibbing. Like, you're like, <laughs> how do you know? <laughs> it's just my brother. My brother, even now, as a grown man, can't, can't lie about anything without me knowing. And he, like, he tried to do it the other day. And I'm like, Ian, I already know you're lying. It's like, how do you know? It's like, you're still doing the same thing you've done when you were younger. I'll tell you a very quick fun story about, like, we've had your cooking story. I'll tell you this (laughs) fun story. My friend, her older sister, was a bit of a rebel when she was a teenager. And so her mum would be like, where are you going? Who with? And she would tell her this stuff. But she was also a sleep talker. So her mum would just wait for her to go to sleep, walk (laughs) in and ask her all the questions. And she'd tell her all the truthful answers. That is brilliant. So the next day her mum would be like, so you... So you were really here with these people, and she goes, "How did you know?" Oh, stop talking to me when I'm asleep. Like, so yeah. But she can't do anything to she stop it. I absolutely love it. I'm going to bear that in mind. That's a parent yeah. tip. That is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Check whether the kids sleep talk. Yeah. They 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 do sometimes. Henry used to sleep talk a little bit. 
he used to have a little conversation about stuff. Like, he, I can't remember the things he used to say, but he'd wake up in the morning and we'd tell him, and he thought it was so funny. He's like, was I talking? He's like, yeah, you were. Some, and Jessie does sometimes. She's, she was mumbling about something the other day, um, and we went in. It's funny, funny little people they are. And hopefully they sleep talk. I'm gonna, I am going to pin that go. to my parent, my parent Pinterest board, just in case for the future. Right, on that, on that really <laughs> random note, um, have a great week, and we will see you again next week. Bye. Bye.